We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jesse, why don't we jump into a little bit of rapid fire? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Perfect right. way to kind of we, – we hit a big, juicy topic. I think we need to kind of let the air out of the room a little bit, talk about some lighter things. <laughs> Absolutely. Some more, some more current things. So, yeah, I'm all for it. All right, man. So rapid fire, this is your dad's favorite section of the game of the of the show, and so it has therefore become one of my favorite parts of the show as well. And so uh, happy everybody's sticking around for a little bit of rapid fire. So question – Number one, Jess, <laughs> Notre Dame revealed their Shamrock Series uniforms today. We've been waiting for it. We've been asking about it. They came out today. We were teased yesterday. They came out today. So I'm going to give you two questions on this one. First one, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are your thoughts on the actual uniform itself? You know, I love the uniform. On a scale of 1 to 10, there are 9 out of 10 for Ooh. me. These are very, very close to my favorite Shamrock Series jerseys that were worn against Arizona State down in Dallas, the white jerseys. Uh, I can't remember if it was green with gold trim. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, there was some green in there. I remember that and like some shiny gold, right? Yeah, very shiny gold. And they used the green to, I think, accent it or, you know, use use the trim around it. Those were my favorite, favorite uniforms that Notre Dame I think has ever worn outside of the green ones. Um but I, yeah, I love these uniforms. I love that they went with all white. I think that all white is one of the cleanest looks that you can go with. I think if you're going to go monochromatic, all white is the only color that you can go with. I love when they go with the gold. I think what would take it to that next step for me, and actually, sorry, before we before we go, I like what they had on the shoulder pads too, that that um, that gold, I think it's a shamrock. Yeah. Um, those are nice looking. It's got the dome on the, you know, the, the front of it. I thought that they put, very very you know the the details were nice they, they put the things on there that make notre dame kind of notre dame my only thing that i would add is if you could add a little bit more of that green you know maybe around the numbers or maybe around accent. yeah written around notre dame just because i love the green i wish that they would do more with the green i wish that they you know the greens were worn two to three times a year i just love i think that's the color that represents notre dame the most you know the luck of the irish the green shamrock all of that so that's where I'm at. I love the uniform. If they just sprinkle in a little bit of green, 
It'd okay. be a 10 out of 10 for me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, I, you know, that's a really good point because it is, it is very monochromatic as far as the white on white with the gold. It's it's. I'm glad that they outlined the numbers. They, I believe they outlined it in Navy. It's yep. hard to say, but I think it's Navy. Um, I'm glad they did that because I'll be in the press box and there's zero chance of me being able to see what numbers they are if they weren't outlined, if it was just gold on white. There's zero chance. I'm getting too old to be able to see from that far away what the numbers were going to be. So appreciate that very much. But I, I, I was actually, you know, it's funny, and we're going to talk about this in a second. The way that they rolled out the uniforms completely took away from the like what the actual uniforms were. I had to go back and like, okay, wait a minute, what were the uniforms again? Like, so the uniforms themselves, I am a huge fan of the white on white, especially now that teams are playing more on turf than they yes. are on regular grass. You don't want to wear the white on white when you're <laughs> playing on grass. They would be ruined really, really quickly. We get our green in there, or I'd get my green in there quickly. You definitely <laughs> would get your green in there quickly. Irish one says they're sweet, but they won't stay clean very long. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I being in the desert that Vegas is in, I'm guessing Allegiant Stadium has field turf as opposed to the grass. So I don't think that they would go white on white if they were playing on grass. That's just not very smart, frankly. (laughs) Um, But the white on white is super clean. I will also say I'm glad they didn't touch the helmets this year. Some of their helmet choices for Shamrock Series games have been god-awful. That's a very good point, actually. I didn't think about that. They didn't touch the helmets at all, which I was surprised about, to be honest with you, because they usually do something with the helmets. And uh, I think it makes the, the whole look look a whole lot cleaner, a whole lot nicer. You got gold for Vegas. You got the all white. I think it's a solid look. I think they did a really good job. I'll give it like an eight and a half, an eight, um, because I would like to see a little bit of green in there. I think that I'm wearing <laughs> my green right now, which, of course, you can find in the IB merch store. Uh, but I do like the green. I feel like they've got a great opportunity, and this is way off topic. They have a great opportunity with the Irish wear green uh, game against Cal at home to do something fun with the green jerseys. I yes. hope that they don't just wear the ones that the recruits have been wearing when they come in and stuff like I don't that. Think they're going to. I hope they sp- they got an opportunity here, Jess. They got an opportunity to do something special. I hope they do it. I think that's what mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman's kind of been all about is just shaking it up, doing things kind of out of the ordinary, but still kind of you know not too crazy, not going out of like right. 
the 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 I would say the kind of like the Notre Dame structure, if you want to call it, but like just adding some flair here and there. So I would I'm almost I would say I'm like 75 percent confident that they do something different with the greens this year. I hope you're right. I I really. (laughs) Oh, I hope you're right. Now, the people in the chat are saying that it's regular grass uh, in Vegas. And so that they're going to get dirty real fast. And so I don't know how I feel about that, but. It's going to look really good in pregame. I, I'll say that much. Uh, get the Tide Pods out because you're going to have to do a lot of cleaning on those jerseys <laughs> after the fact. But uh, I still like the white on white. I think it's a clean look. I love the look. Um, speaking of monochromatic jerseys, Jess, remind me. i got to send you something. Um, but uh, I, I think I'm seeing more and more of the white on white even at the high school level. And mm-hmm. it's just it's, – it's a clean look, man. It's Especially so clean. the lights. You know what and I mean? Wear white and gold cleats, white socks, yeah. probably white gloves. Like in high school, I strived. Mm-hmm. I loved when we had our white, our white kits because those were the best ones to wear. Yes. You could wear white with everything. Like you looked good for you know maybe the first five, ten minutes of the quarter. You had white <laughs> stats on as well, right? But you know, until that point, they, you just felt good. I don't know how else to explain it. Like there's no better look to me than the clean white before it gets all messed up. But you know, maybe if you're a big guy, you don't like the white because, you know, kind of accentuates maybe what you got <laughs> going on in the belly area. But, <laughs> you know, most of the guys, they like the white on white. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your alma mater, by the way, is bringing back the white on whites. I do know I that. I saw that. So I saw that. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> okay. Kind of building on that question, the way the manner in which Notre Dame rolled out these Shamrock Series uniforms was with a hangover video spoof situation <laughs> starring uh the Golix, marcus freeman uh michael mayer and isaiah foskey and then a host of like notre dame people that were kind of in the background it was a four minute video that was highly produced like it was a really like you driving would, a rolls royce yes and you, <laughs> you you would think that this was done by like a production company and all of the you know but it was done by notre dame like they did that with their in-house people which is really impressive by the way that they're sitting on all that talent there that has never been utilized up to this point um but what were your thoughts scale of one to ten on the video rollout of the uniforms uh for this this one is up there for me again i'm, I'm gonna go like an eight and a half Okay. I had a 10 on this one. I It was so funny. I read this comment probably about an hour and a half ago. It was just it's some message board somewhere. It was some old Notre Dame fan that said, how can you, you know, make a play on a movie that's, you know, about all the things that it's about. Everyone's seen The Hangover. And then oh. you're in the city of sin in the middle of Vegas where they, you know, solicit this, this, and this. And it's like, dude, you're going way too far. Like <laughs> the video itself was so sweet, in my opinion. You have probably the most influential kind of face of the football team right now. Obviously, Marcus Freeman, you got the right. best defensive player. You got probably the best tight end in the country, you know, coming out there. Um, and then you have, you know, the Golics, you know, obviously Mike Golick was on ESPN for a long time. He was a legend at Notre Dame. Sure. You're bringing very recognizable people. And again, this goes back to my point I made a couple of minutes ago. This is so Marcus Freeman. He put his flair on it. You know, he did things that, you know, Brian Kelly would have never done anything like this. I guarantee right. it. You know, say what you want, but this, that video would have never been an idea. Not in a million years. If Brian Kelly was head coach. And, you know, whether you like the video or not, I think I saw the comment in the chat. It's getting a lot of recognition. And that's exactly the point of it. Everyone, Notre Dame is getting even more recognition just for a jersey reveal. Like, it's, I thought, you know, 
the concept behind it was great. I thought the execution of it was great. I thought yes. it was funny. I thought, you know, it brought it brought what would be just an everyday situation and elevated it so much. And I thought the idea behind it was great too. So I loved it. Actually, I'm talking myself into a nine out of 10 at this point. Woo, I love it. <laughs> I, it it's out of 10 for me. And I, I woke up this morning and there it was right on my phone. And it, just, it, it, I got a good laugh. I got a, you know, uh, got information. I mean, it was informative. It was entertaining. It was, it was awesome. And the fact that, you know, Isaiah Foskey, Michael Mayer aren't actors, right. Made it even better for me personally yeah. because it they they clearly had a great time doing it and that <laughs> was very obvious uh, as it went through Marcus Freeman is knocking these videos out of the park the one that he did where he was reading the mean tweets about the green jerseys yeah where you know this one it's like Marcus Freeman he, he is a good actor actually like he's really good they need <laughs> to do more stuff with him because he's awesome and like him getting frustrated when he was in the driver's seat. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? What do you want me to do? Flash my lights? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> awesome. I mean, absolutely awesome. And it, it was great. I, I was, and I think I, I, I mentioned this before, but I think I was even more impressed when I found out as I was, it was like the fourth time I watched it, I actually read the credits and it was all Notre Dame people that put it together. You know, <laughs> what else can you ask for? I mean, it was, it was really, really good, and it was way better than like in the past when you know a player would just walk into the room wearing the new uniform, and everybody would jump on them and get excited. Right. Like, great, that you know, that's awesome. That's an but, everyday thing, right? They flew to Vegas and made a movie. Like, that's like <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I I was all about it, man, and I, I was highly entertained. It was very well done. You want to talk about Notre Dame being relevant? The fact that. It's getting all the play that it's getting across the country on social media, et cetera. I'm sorry. Anybody that has an argument that Notre Dame is not relevant, it doesn't exist. And today was a perfect example. Yeah, I think a, a lot, a big comment I'm seeing in the chat, and I, I completely agree, is it's just another big recruiting tool. This is stuff oh. that you see Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, all those you know big powerhouses do. And that's why, because the recruits love it. They eat that stuff up. So that I think they knocked it out of the park in that field as well. I don't know this for sure. And I would love to ask Ryan, because I'm sure he's had conversations with the guys that were at the barbecue yesterday. But why would you not show this to them yesterday at the barbecue? Bring everybody right. into the Goog on the big screen. Everybody gets to watch it. And then, hey, guys, keep it shut for like 12 hours. <laughs> and, you know, so that we can we can put it out there. But like, they got to be going crazy watching that. You know what I mean? Like that was the Rolls Royce alone was enough for me. Oh, all right. Rolls Royce. Are you kidding me? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So anyway, I is a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I think they're knocking it out of the park with these videos. It might actually drop with the future videos that, I, that are going to come out at some point. Like I, I feel like, you know, the Notre Dame production lab is, is on fire right now. And yeah, they're cooking uh, it up in there you know, the mean tweets. And then this one, like, I can't wait to see what's next. Like, this is good <laughs> stuff, man. I, I'm praying that they have something like this for the green Jersey game for the reveal oh, they of have the green to. jerseys. They right. have to, they're <clears throat> building up. It's like, you got to keep taking step after step. You can't take a step down. So it's like, yes. what are those next steps going to be? I'm like, like you, I'm excited. Love where your head's at kid. I love where your head's at. <laughs> All right. Third question in rapid fire. Julio Jones. Signs a one-year deal with the Buccaneers yesterday, and social media 
is a buzz, calling them the favorite to win the Super Bowl. So, Jesse, fair or foul that the signing of Julio Jones is the missing link for the fighting Tom Brady's to win it all? Uh, I think that that's pretty foul. I think any team that has Tom Brady as its quarterback, you know, in the last 23 years and couple that with, uh, you know, a average to elite defense, I think that's going to be a large recipe to have any sort of, you know, Super Bowl success in any given year. Is it is Julio Jones a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Yes, it, but if he was such a Hall of Fame wide receiver right now, then why is he not signing with the other 31 teams? And why is he only getting a one-year contract? You got to, you know, you got to look at kind of those kind of sure. things. And yes, is is Brady Quinn probably going to get, you know, good play out of him? Yeah, but he's going to get better play out of him because he's Tom Brady and he knows how to throw to wide receivers and he knows how to elevate his wide receivers because that's what he's been making, you know, a living on the last 23 years. I don't think that it's, you know, it's all of a sudden, oh, there, it's, you know, Tom Brady's got the, the best team now. It's no, Tom Brady makes his players better and he's going to make Julio Jones better. And like I said, if, if that weren't the case, then there would have been 31 other teams right. trying to sign him. I think their trio now is probably one of the better trios in the NFL when you have, you know, Evans, Godwin, I type like Godwin, who's going to blow the top off with his speed. And then you got big frames and Evans and Julio Jones. Now I think, yeah, that, that makes for a good trio, but to say that this is what put them over the top, I think that's completely foul. Well, and I, I would, I would say arguably the, the signing of Kyle Rudolph was a better signing than Julio Jones. Like who who's Tom Brady's favorite target. Generally it's Gronk, right? It's tight end. I real and I'm not saying that Kyle Rudolph is Gronk, but he's a pretty darn good receiving tight end. And yeah. Tom Brady loves his tight ends. So I would almost say that that signing Kyle Rudolph is a bigger signing than Julio Jones. I mean, if you look at what Julio Jones has done over the past few years, his days of like a hundred plus receptions and you know, big time touchdown numbers, those days are in his rearview mirror. Like he had 31 receptions. For 400 yards, yeah. one touchdown last year. And that's okay. You can't do it forever. <laughs> right. And absolutely. I mean, he's been in the league since 2011. I mean, he's been in the league for a while. And at a skill position like wide receiver, it's a really long time, right? But he's not the Julio Jones of like 2014 to let's say 2019, where right. he was averaging over 100 receptions. 14 to 1500 yards. He was the closest know. thing to Calvin Johnson. Probably. Yeah. He, he was a stud when he was down in Atlanta. Those days are past it. Now, could he be a really reliable number three? Sure. No question. Could he take advantage of one-on-one opportunities since there's two other guys that are with the bucks that are really, really good. Sure. He'll probably be one of the better number three receivers. And maybe that's what people are saying that he's one of the better number three receivers in the league. Okay. That's possible. But again, like you said, he took up until the last day. Yesterday <laughs> was the day that all 32 teams had reported for camp, right? And that's the day that he signed. Yeah, there's a reason for that, right? I mean, there, there is. There's a reason for that. Last year was his lowest productive production year of his entire career. Okay, so it's a good pickup. It's a veteran to have on the team. Somebody Tom Brady can probably rely on. But like I said, I think the pickup of Kyle Rudolph is bigger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and I think, you know, it kind of, I was thinking about this the other day, and it's funny that you've kind of brought up Kyle Rudolph because I didn't think about this, but, or think about that. But I think the reason why you saw Tyreek Hill walk out of Kansas City is because Patrick Mahomes realizes that Travis Kelsey is yeah. more important than Tyreek Hill. And that's kind of yeah. a similar situation to Kyle Rudolph and Tom Brady. It's because when you have guys that are going deep down the field and blowing the top off, you know, then you get a big body tight end running up the seam one on one with a tiny safety. You're going to abuse that every time. And then when you mix in, you know, Kelsey's athleticism and speed, it's almost unfair, just like Gronk. So right. I think that that tight end relationship is more important, and it only it, it only gets hammered more. But when you look at kind of what happened with Kansas City, in my opinion, yeah, no, absolutely. And look, are the Bucks going to be good because they have Tom Brady? Yeah, yes. they're going to be good. <laughs> That's <laughs> half the battle. <laughs> yes, they're going to be really good, and whoever is <laughs> catching his ball is going to be in great shape. So I mean, we're we are slit, splitting hairs here a little bit. I just thought the hype surrounding the signing of Julio Jones was a teensy weensy bit on the high side, right? I would but agree with that. We'll, we'll see what happens. He's definitely on the backside of his career. So we got one more question, Jess, that we'll get to here before we get out of here. Let's go. Back. I, I can't even believe we're going to talk about this. So uh, let's go back to to conference expansion, baby. Why not? Because Everyone's we haven't favorite about topic the last month. Yes, because we haven't talked about that in a week. Uh, the Action Network is reporting that the Big Ten is, quote, evaluating the worthiness, unquote, of <laughs> Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington to enter the conference. That would put them at 20 teams. 20. Okay. So open-ended here, Jess, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten, potentially, according to the Action Network, looking at adding four more teams from the Pac-12. It's funny that they chose the word evaluating, first of all, because we're talking <laughs> about Stanford, Oregon, and Washington, who are, are arguably probably the you know the, the face of the Pac-12 the last 10, 15 years when it comes to, you know, who's playing in the, the conference championship. You know, Washington's had some good teams. They've played in some important bowl games as of recent. Oregon, obviously, you know, went to a national championship in the last 10 years. So it's not like they're just acquiring duds. It's like, you know, yeah, it's not like they, they act like they're reaching out like this such like service to everyone and like, oh, what would they do without us? But the actual idea of going to 20 teams is I'm not a fan of what's potentially going to happen in these mega conferences. If that does happen, I'm not a fan of that. I would not be a fan of those four schools, or you know, the Big Ten jumping to 20 schools. Yeah. I like the current system now. I think that you can absorb some of these teams into, you know, some some bigger conferences, but I don't like the idea of shifting from like five big conferences down to like three. I think that that's kind of takes the fun out of college football in my opinion. Um I think that we'd see a damaged product in some in some regards. So I, I, I'm not a fan of this potential expansion to 20 teams. And like I said, it's, it's funny that they, that they chose the word evaluating like the big 10 is like the 
almighty, right, you know, right. They got all the, the power, the God of college football or something. <laughs> yeah. And that it's, it's ridiculous. And the commissioner of the big 10 literally just said, they're having big 10 media days right now. He literally said, no, we're good. We're not looking at any other teams. We're standing pat. And then all of a sudden this story comes out today that they're evaluating the worthiness of, of four <laughs> teams from the pac 12. Like, are we, are we just, it's probably clickbait to be honest with you. It's right. probably clickbait. Because I'm just not sure what those teams bring to the Big Ten, right? I mean, if we're talking about – because we're talking about football. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking about football, right? That's every school's moneymaker. 100%. So Cal and Stanford haven't been anything in football in a while, okay? Let's be honest. They, they Look, Aaron Rodgers isn't walking through that door, right? For Cal, like there, there's guys out there that are not walking through that door for Cal. Right. Stanford, since Harvard left, Harbaugh left Stanford. It's been a different program, right? And you know, they might be able to get Harbaugh back here at some point. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Stanford has been on the down slope for quite a while at this point. That, so much so that personally, I wouldn't mind seeing Stanford go away on Notre Dame's schedule. But that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> Oregon is Oregon. They're always going to be a player because of the money influx from Nike, right. and and Washington, they're up and down, I guess. But I don't know. Washington hasn't been great, and I, this is I, I, this isn't really true. I was going to say since you know the the, the family Tuiasa Sopo was there, but um, <laughs> they haven't been good for a little while, right? And and right. they're always a formidable team. I like that stadium, you know, things like that. But at the end of the day, what does it add to the Big Ten besides? nationalizing more so their conference like that's right. really Just all that it more brings. markets is really all it would be right and when you look at the markets that those four teams bring <laughs> in like are, are okay oregon washington like berkeley like are those, are those really the markets that you're you're really wanting as from the big 10 i mean i guess stanford might be the san francisco market maybe ish but like i don't know i it makes a whole lot less sense than even bringing in like Rutgers and Maryland, right? Because at right. least those were major TV markets that you're bringing in. This I feel like is is a reach. But you know, if ever if they're maybe the Big Ten is just worried that this super conference thing is going to happen sooner than later, and they want to make sure that they have their 20 teams first. I I don't know, but I feel like there's other schools out there that would be a better fit than those four. So. Yeah, it just seems ultimately like, unfortunately, that it was probably some sort of clickbait or maybe a conversation that happened like a month ago. And they just now were like, hey, let's let's kind of release maybe this information that and when they were looking at UC, USC and UCLA that, oh, they were also looking at Oregon and Washington. It was probably quite frankly, they were looking at the entire West Coast, if we're being sure. completely honest. So absolutely. I just hope that it's one, not true. And ultimately, I do think that it was uh, it was some sort of clickbait, you know dead day someone needed to, yeah. to find something to get some viewers for the day <laughs> no doubt no doubt about that so all right well that's going to do it for rapid fire and that's going to do it for this edition of the ib nation sports talk show so my thanks to my guy jesse for joining me as he does always on wednesday but it's not always me so i appreciate you jumping on even though the old man is uh enjoying himself <laughs> on vacation and uh, so really appreciate that, everybody. Thank you for joining us as well. Make sure you hit that like button, the subscribe button, share it with your friends and family. If you're listening on the podcast, give us a five-star review. Would really appreciate that for sure. Tomorrow, one o'clock, Brian will be back with Ryan. They'll have a great topic. Uh, let's see. Let me look at our uh, 
our topic list here. They're going to talk position battles, position battles Ooh. going into fall camp. So that is the topic for tomorrow. That's honestly the best part about fall camp is no as a doubt. player is, you know, you get in there, you compete, and you're trying to earn that one or two spots. So that no should doubt. be a nice, nice, good conversation tomorrow. No doubt about it. So make sure you tune in tomorrow at one o'clock. And then tomorrow at six o'clock, Bobby Hensley is going to join me in his normal Thursday night spot. And we are going to talk all things Shamrock series tomorrow night. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to rank some stuff. We're going to talk about what we want to see, all these different things. So we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow night at six o'clock. So make sure you join us then. So until tomorrow at one and tomorrow at six, uh, I hope you have a wonderful night. And Jess, thanks a lot. Hope you have a wonderful time as well. See you next week. And we'll see you tomorrow night on the IB Nation Sports Talk Show.